All right, guys, we are here on the toast. I am excited to be here. My name is Doug Bruner, and I don't know what number we're on because we seem to do them often, and they don't always come live, but this one will. I am excited to be here with the two brothers of Merced, California, people I've known for quite a while, Ben Migliazzo and Matt Migliazzo, and I'm excited to have you guys here. They are ag family from a long time ago, showed cattle with them. They probably have the best Holstein genetics in all of California, maybe, self-proclaimed, I don't know, but I know they did, or still do, but they have both taken different routes in ag, which I think is really cool. I got to talk to Matt before on, um, number one, his care for, he said, how excited he was to do this with his brother, as well as how their life has taken um, a change from how he grew up to where he is now. And I, I, I would say I, Ben's been busy. I know he's in harvest right now. So he was grabbing a few phone calls. And I'm excited to hear, you know, where your guys' life has changed in the last 20. I was, It's probably been 20 years now, right? Oh, I, yeah. What changes every day, right? Yeah. I mean, right yeah, now, no. everything's changing. No, but life-changing yes. careers, right? Absolutely, yeah. No. So Grew let's uh, hardcore ag. Hardcore let, ag. Let's start with Matt over here. Introduce yourself. Tell us uh, about you're married. Just give yeah. us a little update. I know you're married. I yeah. know you got kids. Yeah. I know you own Migliazzo Construction, yeah. a thriving construction company in uh, Merced. Uh, not just Merced, all over the valley, building dairies. Uh, building barns. He's done work for me, stanchions. Uh, um, that was way beyond. I don't think I can get a hold of him now. <laughs> he is. He's doing some big things. Uh, ben is with Live Oak Farms. Right. Correct. You got the hat on, so I better not screw it up. With is the Jim Pauly family, a large um, farming family out of Merced. Correct. Right. Correct. And he has. You've been managing there for how many years now? Four years now. Four years. Okay. Right. And you were. Doing what right before that? I was managing a, a strawberry raspberry nursery. Well, and what that was in, in Belico. Belico. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, they're both on to new things. So, Matt, let's uh, dive in. Give us, tell us about your family. Yeah. And uh, a little bit on that. And then I want to definitely dive into your guys' history. I don't know which one of you guys want to touch on that. I'm sure you can together. Oh, yeah. We can, we can tag team that oh, there. Sure. I got, um, you yeah, never fought on but, the dairy, did you? No, we've never laid a hand on each other in our <laughs> Brotherly life. Brotherly love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we almost got a fist fight on the way in here. <laughs> Good. But um, yeah, so my name is Matt, right? Obviously. And I have a construction company, MMIG Construction. I started it 15 years ago. I had the construction company 15 years ago. Uh, middle of this August. So we hitting a big milestone. Um, started that thing when I was 25 years old. Your uncle Mike actually gave my first big shot, you know, on uh, a big project. So that's great. I'm married. I have a beautiful wife named Ashley, two wonderful boys, Max and Evan, uh, eight and almost six. Uh, he thinks he's 18, right? Those, those kind of boys. Um, and God definitely blessed me with some boys that are just like me, right? So I don't know. I could take it anyway. If anybody knows me from my past, it's it's going to be a fun ride for the next few years. Um, you were an altar yeah. boy. I was I was I was head altar boy. <laughs> so yeah, grew up a Catholic school. Head altar boy. You know that's usually that's usually the start of a a good good career right there. <laughs> so um, yeah, we got that going on. Um, but I grew up on a dairy, um, which was the best thing anybody and you know growing up on a dairy. 
the things that are instilled in you know young in your childhood you can't take those away these are um, hard work and ethics and you know everyday ass whoopings that get you out of bed to you know go feed cows and got to do it with my brother right and when I was both my brothers I have a younger brother named John we got to give him a yep. shout out yep. you know he's he's a lawyer in Fresno now he took a different career path yep. and he's amazing Very smart guy um but uh you know we grew up on the dairy and I had this huge passion for construction that my dad actually instilled in me to build um and I loved everything about a dairy, just didn't really love the And your the dad cows. is now with you. My dad's with me. He retired yeah. from the dairy, and Pretty he cool. came. You know, I had the business about four or five years when uh, he retired from the dairy, and he was looking for something to do. So I said, I got a perfect hole for you to dig with a shovel, and I've he's been digging a hole for me for about 12 years, so that's great. How deep is now, he now in the it's, hole? It's deep. It's, you know, my, my dad's amazing. It's, it's, it's a he's blessing. He's a cool dude. And, you know, people get to work in the family farm and family life and family dairy, and you get to work with your dad every single day. You know, do we get along? Hell no, not even close. But, you know, we we still have that love and respect for each other that makes it fun every day. So that's probably every family farm. People probably relate to that pretty good. So. Got it. So, Ben, Matt went the construction way. Now, why why did you go into farming versus the dairy? Well, Doug, thanks for having me. Um, and thank my, you for reaching out to me. Well, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. So, um you know, I went to farm route. I had a little note my mom showed me uh, when I was three years old. What do you want to be when I grow up? I'm going to be a farmer. And I loved getting on the cats with uh, Myron Brandon um, back in the day, just sitting there falling asleep in his lap while the cat, you know, the cat's dripping or whatever yeah. in the field. So I always loved that aspect of it. And, you know, I met you at Fresno, and both of us were kind of like, get him off the dairy. What are we doing? I remember that conversation yeah. one time with you, and I just – you know, I was going to be a PCA, want to do that. But, you know, I like I like the, I like the dirt. I like tractors. I like dealing with the people. So I kind of went that route, and, and, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. So, um, but that's that's why I went that route. But I, I always I was on the farming side of the dairy. I like that side of it. So you, you were doing the farming when you were young, though, right? I tried to do as much yeah. as I could, yeah. try to skip school, get on the tractor. Oh, Dad, I got to work all night. Can't go to school tomorrow. In elementary school, that's pretty bad, but... Um, but anyway, that's how I got to the farming side. So, um, you know, my, my uncles still have the dairy. Uh, I was raised by my uncles, my dad, yep. my mom. They're, shout out to my grandparents and my, on both sides, hardworking people. And still, and my parents, my parents are still to us. And, and my dad said, hey, you know what, do what you love. Because uh, that's all you can do, you know, do what you love. So that's what we're doing. And, you know, I'm married also. Yeah, with, you were just telling with, me something exciting about what your wife has Yeah, so my, my wonderful wife, Bree, uh, purchased a store, Helen Louise Merced, like 75 years in Merced. I think it's the second longest standing boutique in the country. Wow. So um, she, we bought it just before COVID hit. It's been a little tough. Um, so anyone out there that wants to, wants to go support local, um, Go see her. She's she'll give you a personal shopping experience like you've never had in in this area. She's awesome at it. She loves it. It's her passion and and not only that, she raises two awesome boys when I'm working all day. Um, they're the same age as, as Matt's boys. I have Luca who's turning eight in, in a week, and I have Gio who just turned five, and they're awesome, amazing kids. Trying to hopefully we can just instill that work ethic and passion for whatever they do. You know, like like we were when we were growing up. So that's, that's kind of a little, little quick summary, but I, we had a lot of good influences in our life growing up. 
Oh, I yeah, mean, sure. even even on each other. I mean, we, you know, when when Matt started his business, I I called him out on a on a little tiny welding job just to get him some work, you know, or whatever. Just you know, we're always bouncing stuff off each other. And I think I landed up with Live Oak because of Matt, you know, uh, working with Bob Jim Polly, um, and that's how I ended up out there, really, in, in all reality. So. Yeah, we were born with that family aspect, right? I mean, family's tight. We, you know, it always has this bumps and this and that, but we've always had each other's back, right? And then like, now we got these kids that are the same age. Dude, it is a, it is a wild show to watch when you boys, get them all dude, in the same room. It's does insane. Does John have any kids? John has two. Okay. Yeah, he's got, and he's got the only, so Migliazos don't make girls, right? It just doesn't happen. I, I don't know why my brother John... First girl in like what was it like seventy Not, years? Ninety straight years on our branch of the tree. Ninety straight years of like what? that line was all boys, 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 four boys, four boys, three boys, two boys, and then all of a sudden, my brother John, he's got the magic touch. I don't know what's going on, but I'm sure your mom was happy. Oh, oh. yeah, everybody was. We're tired <laughs> of seeing all these boys all over the place. <laughs> you know. So you touched something. I I would say I personally, just like you guys, blessed, got to grow up on a dairy. Freaking awesome experience when you were young sometimes you wish you were in the city right like all the other kids but when you look back now you're just like oh my gosh oh yeah, that's yeah. Where I live. no way no yeah. way now yeah. yeah and um so that's awesome i i got to be instilled and grow up next to my grandparents my and work next to my dad just like you guys and i think i mean i know the way matt your business is been booming and, and it didn't come by you just uh sleeping in every day and deciding oh this is just gonna happen for me right yeah uh, I, I i actually remember you when you were bidding on i mean i've been gone from my dad's dairy for now seven years and it was i was still probably there for three years and just when you it was probably you were probably only four or five years in business and bidding on stuff yeah. and i mean your cruise it just seems like now i see you everywhere it's like yeah. i got know, a great team man i got a great team and it started with great families right mm -hmm. and great customers and great things that were going on and you know i always showed up with my hat on backwards usually in shorts and like my boots on i never changed who i was the yeah. whole time but what you know the product would speak for itself because i yeah. love to build right how's your life changed since your business grown from day one where i'm sure you did everything hands-on right you were, were oh, you a one-man crew right day one or so day one yeah so day one it started off with um you know me and i had i had two guys and day one actually started with a welder in the back of a lowered s10 because i thought that was cool right mm -hmm. and um i just started doing some welding jobs on the side while i was still working at the dairy right so I went back to the dairy after, you know, doing iron work in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. I've been all over the place. I was doing construction. When I turned 18, I said I want to do construction. I didn't, you know, I went to Merced College. I was there for like, I don't know, 27 years or something like that. Um, and I finally got, you know, my degree there. But um, in that time, I was doing construction. And when I started, I started with a little welder, putting around, doing side welding. And then I was really dabbling. It was like 2005. So... 2004, I was really dabbling in the house market, right? We we're just killing it, like remodeling these houses. People pay whatever because they're just flipping these houses for a ridiculous amount of money. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I kind of got started, but I just did not, I, I can't do residential. It's just, it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, residential is a different beast. It's all, it's more of wants than needs, right? And mm -hmm. I'm all about giving people what they need and instead of what they want. I mean, I, I don't know. 
I guess that's not satisfying if I can't give people what they want, but I give them what they need yeah. for sure. But, um, you know, it just kind of grew from there. And then dairies, you know, to be a good dairy contractor, there's some great dairy contractors out there. There's like a guy by the name of Steve McGill out of Turlock. Yep. And Steve's amazing, right? He does some beautiful work. Mike Miranda, MC Dairy Construction. Those guys do some great, great work. Carl Fick, KJ Dairy yep. Construction, one of my mentors. Um, it takes a special talent to know what cows, right? To know how to build around cows and how to make lanes and, and cow psychology. And, you know, I had it growing up on the dairy. Just kind of knew where to go and what, what path to take. And it worked out really well because, uh, you know, you could take what you know naturally and implement it and implement it It is and it comes so easy like what do you mean you don't know a cow can't go through that gate come on and look how obvious this is but you take for granted what you actually know right and that kind of grew into you know two-man crews three-man crews and i got my first freestyle barn for the late uh henry chavarez he just passed away um and he gave me my first freestyle barn which was a very big deal for me i'm 25 years old just got my contractor's license looking at this you know 800 foot freestyle barn like uh okay i have three guys that probably don't know how to read and we're gonna have to figure this out and we just dived in and it was it was great we dove in and 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 really knocked out of the park and it went great and then from there you know your uncle mike was next and then it just kept growing and growing then uh, I got into the steel building industry, right? And the steel buildings was something I was doing as a hobby. I do a shop here and there. Then that exploded into something great and something that I love and it's turned into something really wonderful. So, yeah, really? the company's grown from, like, all these different veins, right? Yeah, that is so, that's fun. And, it is fun. And, no. and being in companies, like, I, I've been in companies like yourself, and not exactly, but it's just, like, you're on to the next little thing and you didn't know that would, you know, like I'm going to start building still buildings and this, and then maybe a house here and there. And it's like, sometimes you got to be a chameleon yeah. right? and you're, you yeah. got to wear a different hat at different times. Well, having the diversity, right? Diversity in everything that we do. Farming is diverse every single day. You got to be able to know how to do everything. Yeah. Right. And the diversity in construction, you know, I wasn't specialized in concrete or specialized in, and I love concrete. I don't, I mean, I would do concrete every single day if I could. It's one of my weird quirks. Right? I yeah. love concrete. But um, I wasn't specialized in everything. So we, we can kind of get, you know, when the market turned, houses started crashing, dairy industry was doing well. Dairy industry took a turn, you know, beginning of that, you know, 2000s there. And things are uh, 2010. Things started changing around a little bit. We got back into more commercial and, and residential. And we're able to keep flowing. We never lost a flow. Yep. And it's just, it's great, you yep. know, and I love what I do. So it's easy, right? It's easy when you love what you do. You can chase anything you want. It so. it, it makes it easy to get out of bed in the morning, right? When oh, you're yeah. just yeah. happy. Well, it's hard to get out of bed. Do, right? I mean, my wife makes it hard to get out of bed in the morning, but it, it works I, easy, right? It's so one of those deals. So, so, Ben, you are with Live Oak, a specialized farming company, a little different than most. 90, 91 years in business. Wow. As a family. Yep. So. A little... Um, they kind of do a little of everything, right? And yeah, they do a little of everything. So big shout out to the Jim Pauly family. They're amazing people. Um, great to work for, work with, talk to. You know, they're always there for their people. Um, they support Legrand up and down, left and right. Um, they support the community. It's just a great place mm-hmm. to to be. Everything I've always wanted to do, um, everything we were always taught, you know, as as a kid, you know, give back. So that's something that, that they do, mm-hmm. and that's why I appreciate working for them. That's awesome. But so they grow, we grow fresh market tomatoes, fresh market bells, 
jalapenos, um, some cannery tomatoes, alfalfa, corn, white corn, silage corn, uh, wheat, wheat hay, um, yeah, of course, almonds. So, and, and then we have the packing shed there in mm -hmm. the grand. So, uh, are you involved with that? Um, I don't do as much with the packing shed. So, so I'm, I'm kind of Bob's right hand on the, on the ranch side. Okay. And, uh, shout out to Mike Marchini too. He's, he just retired this year after 26 or 27 years with, with Live Oak who, you know, and, and he was a good, good mentor to me just for a few years I was with him. So, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome out there. I mean, it's really a, a good community. Matt does a lot of work out there. I see him out there almost as much as I see anybody else. It seems <laughs> like, but, um, but you know, they're they're great growers and they're they're just great to work with. And I hear that, you know, from people that have worked with them for thirty years, forty years. You know, that forty years ago, like, oh yeah, you know, this one time when I worked with Bob, I grew him some something, and they were just awesome to work with. You know, or whatever. You know, so that's that's where that's where I'm at. And, and I just love the farming and love the people. Love you know. I mean, what? So yeah, I I do not. I know uh, Dominic Jimpoli, but I don't. I've met Mr. Jimpoli Bob a mm -hmm. few times, and I I've heard nothing but great things about that family. Um, they seem like a pillar of Legrand, right? Absolutely. Um, they seem like you don't stay in business for ninety one years and not do something right, right? Right. And uh, ever changing, right? They're. Um, they got, they're in a lot of different markets. They must know what they're doing, right? Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I know people have grown for them and really respect uh, Mr. Jim Pauly and say he's uh, a straight-up guy. So that's the most important thing in going to work somewhere, right, is really enjoying the people you're around. Right. Now, on that job, I grow, you know, tomatoes, but nothing specialized like you guys in the day. What's the hardest thing? I, I'm sure labor is, right? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> The hardest thing, of of course, all the new regulations, all yep. the paperwork, you know, the spraying, the people, the the wages, you know, all these ever changing environments in California. That, are, how do we keep up? You know, that's the biggest question. You know, a company that's been in 91 years, and we're sitting there scratching our heads. How do we keep up? Nobody's paying any more for their produce. No, we're not getting a whole lot more for our tomatoes and it our bell peppers. More. But everything is rising. Yeah. So. Construction uh, costs. Construction. Yeah, our, con our contractors raise his prices. Just don't pay on that guy. Too. Just don't pay him. So, <laughs> I don't think we will. Eh? Yeah. I don't think we have. I think we, we need will. to just hold it. Yeah. So, but no, it's just, you know, you know, I mean, and we're, we're more labor intense yep. because of the fresh market, yep. all handpicked. For sure. Um, you know, and then almonds, you know, obviously taking a dive a little bit because of the the projections this year. And I'm, I'm hoping that it it's bounces back and then. I'm sure COVID's hurting us on the, on, on the sh export. So, you know, there's a lot of challenges that, that guys our age are going to have to, to figure out, mm -hmm. just like the generation before us had their issues to figure out. Um, they did awesome. You know, the, the generation before us really took agriculture to a whole new level, right? Yep. So now we're on a different stage. Now we're going to have to go with the different times and, and figure out different ways, technology, or if it's, efficiencies you uh, use a lot of technology uh, i know you enough. called me on a few things not enough before i mean do you, are you guys starting to get into automation to it, or just any different program or we're starting to we're trying a few things here and now we're trying some different types of record keeping you know auto you know with with technology okay you know i've done a little bit with series imaging and, and matt over there um 
Your production you know, lines have gotten like pretty automated. Yeah, so our, our production lines um, are, are starting to be more automated. Um, you know, we're just trying to find different ways to be efficient, really. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, um, how to make it easier on pickers, how to how to set up the field differently, you know, and just it's just not the usual like this is how we've been doing it. You can't do it that way anymore. So you know? how does your team plan? Like, I mean, is it a yearly? You guys sit down and evaluate the year before, or is it? You know, we do we do all that, but sometimes it's like we got to make a hip. decision today, and then, you know, we'll try something, and if it's in the heat of the season, you know, you know, it's still we're not dying from it, so let's just keep going. But let's review, you know. <laughs> we've been really pushing, like, okay, this is a problem. Check market. You know, let's throw it on the agenda for the winter time. Mm-hmm. So now winter time is now going to be busier than harvest. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So just to get just to get get these things figured out. But you yeah, know, we're planning automating. For, planning for 2020 was not. Uh, that was not a. Yeah, nobody one for, Yeah. yeah. That so was a, we didn't know where to go. You know, yeah. fresh market. You know, we are seeing some of the effects mm-hmm. of of the food service industry mm-hmm. being hurt right now, especially um, with schools not being able to come back. Yep. And. No events, you know. I mean, I'm seeing a retail side, yeah. by the way, yeah. but uh, but on the farming, you know, on the on the sales side, it's just been actually it's kind of a weird year pricing wise. Mm-hmm. Some things up, some things down, some things fast, some things slow. I I it's there's no reading. We don't know what to do. Do we make the decision? Do we invest in something in a year like this, or do we hold off? Mm-hmm. You know, do we buy this piece of equipment because we don't know what the fall is going to look like? Yeah. Right. If so they're gonna grow it again or have demand for it. Or, or well, we've planted all these acres, and what if what if no everyone decides you know what we can't we're not buying any more tomatoes or we're yeah. not because most of our, our our food goes to food service. I mean yeah. that's the biggest okay. industry. I mean retail's great, but there's only so much retail to be had. Got it. There's only so much floor space. But you think of all the restaurants, all the sporting events, all the parties, all everything that you know you buy tomatoes or bell peppers or jalapeno, all these things yeah. you buy for nothing's happening yeah so um and then also it's even hard on the people you know everyone's nervous everyone's a little bit scared of it and you know not know what to do and so it's been a really challenging sure. different year but it's still a good year yeah but it's been a different year yeah so. what's your favorite crop to grow out of all those oh gosh <laughs> it depends if it you depends. want an easy day or a hard day Depen- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends, yeah. Depends on how many people I want to deal with yeah. that day, you know. So, but the bell peppers are fun. It's yeah. different. Tomatoes are pretty standard now. You know, everyone's, you know, there's it's a more common crop. Peppers are hard to grow. Are they? I found that out. Um, they're not easy. They're not as easy as tomatoes. Uh, almonds are always a challenge in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to maximize that yield without, you know, but you got to do it a year ahead of time. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, um, you know that. Bell peppers are, are fun because cool. they're 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 harder to grow. The yeah. challenge, you know, the challenge of it. But Jalapen- maybe what about jalapenos? Is that they, like a we bell grow? Pepper? Yeah, yeah. So we grow them right in with the bell peppers. It's okay. not a big program of ours. Um, what does that go to? Is that more like the canned or is food that service? Food service. Food okay. service. And and some, uh, you know, we were had a big discussion today just before we came over about our jalapenos. But and we're we're comparing pictures of the jalapenos that come out of Mexico versus that come out of California. And they're like night and day. You you never see the our the quality on, on, of our jalapenos are just amazing, and you don't see them very much on the shelf because 
Mexico's jalapenos are cheaper. Yeah. So, you know, all it comes down so to we price. Fight, so we fight that. So a lot of times, unfortunately, the ones that are on the shelf are from Mexico, and the good ones are going to food service that nobody really gets to see the finish. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's they, a lot of them go to East Coast. Yeah. You know, we have a few, uh, few good buyers back in the East Coast that really like our quality. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing about Live Oak, I can say that they do not settle for anything but high quality. That's, that's a rule of, you know, we do not compromise quality over anything. That's pretty cool. So that's, that's pretty cool, I think. I mean, it's kind of like the Migliazzo family on their cows, right? You know, they don't, qualify, they don't, they don't do anything unless the genetics are perfect. So, yeah, so. genetics. You guys contract much out, or is it all in-house majority? Uh, we do some contract. Okay. I mean, we you know, it's, it's only you know, we we go and grow in different regions. But now on the contract, do you like go oversee those guys or yeah? You, so you Dominic play? Dominic okay. does a lot of the vegetables. Okay, um, he he's kind of in charge of the vegetables. Uh, so he'll he'll go to he'll go over the hill to Gilroy or or maybe he'll go to Bakersfield or, or someone will help in these other regions that we okay. we try to get into. And um, I take care, you know, Dominic takes care of most, most of the vegetables, but um, I take care of the grand farm, you know, try okay. to take, make sure everything at home is, home is buttoned up before, yep. you know, so that's, that's my task every cool. day. Cool. That's so. a, that is a, it's a very prestigious operation and it's, it's got to be an honor and, and fun to work with them every day. Oh, right? yes, it mean, is. It's easy to go to work. You get up, you get up early and you're there all day and it's. You live out Good. there on the ranch? Or no, no, I live in Atwater. I live in Atwater. So Matt and I are a couple of miles apart. He wanted to move closer to me, apparently. So yeah. yeah. Couldn't get enough. Me. Couldn't get enough. So, so. So, so Matt, where, as your company keeps growing, where, where, um, where do you see the construction industry going? Um, it seems like it's hot right now. Um, as you said, you can move, you can go, whether it's housing and stuff like that. But what kind of trends are you seeing right now? I know you're building dairy digesters. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, doing some of that. That's a big deal going right now. Where, yeah. where are you seeing your guys' future as a, as a company? Well, really the, the construction industry is hot right now. You're talking about, you know, the, the uneasiness and stuff with farming and construction has been really blowing up. You can't, I mean, right now you can't get enough guys to fill your workload, right? That's as, as any industry, you know, trying to fill the workload that's coming your way. And you got a lot of, uh, you know, long-term customers that need something done like yesterday, um, trying to fill those those orders have been tough, but construction in the digester field, there, there's this whole realm of uh, environmental protection, right? And environmental protection, um, not only you know it sounds expensive, right? It is expensive because it's going to you know development, right? Uh, these methane digesters we've been putting in, they have this um, California Hydrogen Highway. Um, there's I don't know the year, but the, there's going to be a requirement for a certain amount of cars to be on hydrogen in um in california right hmm. so this methane digester cluster that's going into larry and merced both of these are developing these hydrogen highway you know fuel stations to take that you know ch4 that methane mm -hmm. create hydrogen and um pull out the carbon create hydrogen hydrogen and uh start up this whole fuel station right it's like california's new oil rush right um you think track I've been tell, told that tractors are probably going to run on that too. Is that oh, absolutely, okay, yeah. absolutely. One th I mean, they have some hydrogen engines going. I mean, it's it's efficient in the sense of cheaper. I, I don't know. Okay, I, I mean, I've been told that I, it's going to be heard, a lot cheaper. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, it's a natural resource. These cows are making it all day long, mm -hmm. right? And these uh, digester clusters we're putting in are getting bigger and better, right? And we know that they have that new uh, 
Merced uh, cluster that's going in, which is going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be pipelined to one facility and created there. And then uh, you have the Tulare cluster. You have one in Turlock. So it's happening, right? Yeah. I mean, you got these, you know, these, the environmentalists have been pr uh, pretty hard on dairies, right, for carbon yep. emissions. And they they have can't a, quit. They can't quit, no. This won't stop They're trying now. to take every dollar out of their pocket. Every dollar. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even have an answer to this, right? With with what these dairymen put into these dairies and how hard they work to control their cows and take care of their cows, their livelihood. Um, but these uh, digesters is one form, right? To yep. get these carbon emissions down. And hopefully produce a little more income for the dairymen, right? Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. there's all kinds of different revenue sources from it, right? From yep. either generating power, generating, you know, uh, off product or, um, you know, gas or hydrogen. Um, there's just, there's a lot of options with it. Um, it's a great cluster, and construction um, on that side is going to be great. The other part of it is dairies are getting bigger, right? There's the small family farm has kind of changed its configuration a little bit, and they're getting bigger. More, um, there's more technology, rotary milk barns, new parlors, new stalls. Are you building barns? We're building milk barns. Wow. Yeah, yeah we got we got a couple milk barns going right now. You um, built any rotaries? We're getting ready to do a new rotary right now. Awesome. So it's uh, we got we got. There's a lot of different things in the works, right? So you got rotaries going in, you got new parlors, new parallels, you got um, new facilities, big loafing barns is like the big kick yep. right now. Get cows cow out easiness. of the free store. Yep. Yep. Cow comfort. Cow comfort, yeah. Um, you know, installing a lot of fans and cow soakers. And, you know, soakers are a funny thing in California when there's limited water source, right? So um, they're getting more creative with ways to cool these cows, mm -hmm. and that's an always an invention thing. So as far as ag construction goes, I could see it going strong for years to come, right? Because it's it's constantly changing, constantly developing, constantly needs to be upgraded. New, you know, produce lines, right? I mean, that has to be installed, has to be constructed. So trades-wise, there's going to be a good need, right, for a long time. And construction construction is really lacking a lot of talented trade right now. You know, skill, labor, and you know these young guys that are getting in there. I just talked to this young man. He worked for me for the summer, and and he's going to be one of the most successful, talented young men to come in the future. I could see it, right? And I'm telling him, you need to be in a trade. You need to get back into construction. This thing's going to work. And he wants to go be a lineman. And I'm like, you don't want to be a lineman. You want to be a contractor. Hopefully he listens to you on this. I hope so. I think he's going to be fantastic. You'll be hearing about him in years to come. So he'll be on your podcast. You only you only hear about him if he makes But he's got to make that choice. got to make that choice, yeah. right? And that's a hard right? choice. You know, you're 18 years old and, and you know, I remember when I was 18 years old, I made some choices that <laughs> I honestly, and Ben's laughing, these choices went and got me where I'm at today. Where you were going to get a new fake ID to get in the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had multiple fake yeah. IDs. I didn't need a new one. <laughs> yeah. And there was a couple bars in said that you didn't need an ID. Yeah. Like I was 16 years old. They, they didn't care. But Let um, him in. Yeah. Yeah. Let him in. He, he's a good tipper. Yeah. Let him in. So and he can fix the the broken yeah, sink yeah, in the yeah. back. So let him come in if here. He and do screws it. anything up, make him fix it. That's yeah. right. That's right. He needs some new concrete. Let him in. So, yeah, we. Um, but yeah, when I was 18, I made some choices that that sent me on different paths. Right. I didn't. I was supposed to go to Fresno State. Had all these scholarships. I had the fastest bike in Pismo, that was paid for all by scholarships. You know, I blew all my scholarship money on this drag bike. Right. And then I failed out of college the first year. I mean, this, it's not something I'm proud of, but I am. It set me straight, right? I made a lot of bad choices in life. But you went back to him, college. I went back to college. I got my environmental tech degree I know at Merced. You, and, you really yep. support uh, yeah. Merced. Merced College, yeah. Merced uh, Junior College is 
their ag department, what they stand for, what they do, the people in there is is amazing, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I ended up getting three degrees there. I don't know how it happened. I think maybe somebody just gave me one as pity, but um, you know, I got this general ag degree, diesel degree, and then I got a general, I got an environmental technology degree, which was actually really cool. It just, I don't have. I got my contractor's license the same week. So I ended up, you know, I got to use this environmental tech degree or this contractor's license. I took that. It was kind of a weird deal. Awesome. But, um, yeah, so, um, you know, when I when I turned 18, I just wanted to work, put money in my pocket and, you know, ride fast bikes and drive lower trucks and, you know, chase around. Be cool. Be cool, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that was, my, that was my thing. And it worked out because, you know, when you're in construction, you know, that's – Kind of where you're at. Yeah, right? absolutely. So. Construction is fun. Building, conceptualizing, like you were talking right. about it. I said you went away from the notepad, Matt, right? And you're talking, and now you got budgeting teams and engineering teams. I'm like, holy shit. But yeah. I, I I know what, like, Central does, and mm-hmm. we kind of have the same program. I mean, a little different, but. Yeah, so MMIG was a small little deal, and now we got 45 guys, and we have. We have nine people on the management team. We have a great um, office manager named Jessica. She's been with me for years. Then we have an estimator. We have these project managers. And it's just influence pyramid, right, with um, foremans that are great, all the way down to the guy that comes in just for one day, yeah. right? These guys, we want them to be the best guy that can help us finish concrete. Yeah. And it's amazing, right? It's a family. And then we a family, like a very dysfunctional family, but we're a family. and it's No fist fights? Oh, yeah. well. If you don't fight, it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good construction. No, no, I mean, yeah, a good fight, like at least twice a week is good, right? You got to yeah. keep everybody on their toes. Absolutely. And you do not want to have a birthday around MMA construction. I mean, it is. You can ask Brandon, it's his birthday today. He's one of my guys, been with me 10 years. I think he went home pretty upset today, but he'll be What happened? Give me, give me one birthday story. Oh, they got, okay, so. <laughs> Oh, one birthday story. All right, so here's the deal. MMA construction, if it's your birthday, they're either going to kick your ass or you're going to get soaking wet, right? So <laughs> No matter how cold you know, it, it is. Just depends. It depends on who the person is, right? So if my dad's birthday, he's definitely going to get wet, right? <laughs> you know, if it's one of these young, like the 18-year-old kid, if it's his birthday, he's probably going to get a punch in the gut and soaking wet, right? Just a little <laughs> bit to go home with. Um, so, yeah, today was Brandon's. He's been here 10 years. He's got a little bit of seniority, right? He's, he's a great right-hand man, and... And we're out there at, uh, at at your cousin's this morning. First thing this morning, fixing his water pipe. He's got his, he's hanging over a hole, and they took his hole into their entire ice jug of water and just dumped it right down his back. First thing this oh. morning, and I think it was about five forty-five this morning. So he's soaking wet at five forty-five a.m. Then I get a picture at about eleven. He's on a different job site. My dad actually got him wet, which is a big deal when my dad gets somebody wet. Like, and it's, it's you know the old man he, coming. He's the old man, a shot. The, the, old man, the old man's coming out swinging, right? It's it's always a big deal. But um, yeah, we've had, yeah, we've had some pretty good birthday ones where guys running across the shop and you know don't see the the pole sticking out when they're running away from somebody and get caught. And yeah, that's so, so fun. Yeah, that's what makes up. work fun. I always think like. It's gotta, you gotta have that atmosphere. And mm-hmm. guys don't wanna leave. I mean, I, I yeah. feel that way. Like, if I'm having fun. Oh, yeah. Every Friday morning, we have a, we have a safety meeting. Every fr- I've been getting donuts for these guys 15 years. Every Friday morning, we meet up and we get in a big old circle in our, um, in our shop. And we go around one by one, and I call everybody by name and ask them what's going on. You know, and we talk about stuff. Usually, if it's your birthday, like guys will call in sick. That's how much it gets like intense around there. Guys will call in sick. 
Um, but if it's your birthday, I make a big deal. They get a gift card. They get all kinds of stuff. If if there's somebody that needs some prayers, somebody needs some support, we get yeah. that, bring that up. Um, usually, you know, we try to keep it really lighthearted, but we're also in an industry that's extremely dangerous, right? Yeah. I mean, we're in construction. Guys lose limbs. Guys fall. So we do take take the silliness and the craziness, you know, to a certain, to a certain idea, point, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely, you know, it's a different breed of cats, right? And I wouldn't go any other way. These guys are awesome, right? This is how I – it's, it, it, you know, the difference between Ben and I is it – the guys that I'm around every single day and the guys he's around every day, it's a totally different breed yeah, of sure. animal, you know? Yeah. All right. So, Ben's got to be a little babysitter probably a lot of times, huh? No, it's all right. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a babysitter. I'm a, ben. It's all right. Uh, you mentioned you have two sons. Yes. Um, and I have a son. Um, and I get to enjoy, he's only three right now, but I get to take him out on the ranch and things like that. As you got to work on the dairy with your dad the whole time, are you getting to involve your kids out on the ranch with you? And it's a little tougher, okay. you know. I mean, it's a little tougher, you know. My dad doesn't own the business, yeah. but it, it you know, I, I'm not super close to home, so if they run out of God, gas, they oh, get, you yeah. know, and and I do when I when I can on a Sunday or yeah. something, I'll throw them in the tractor with me and let them run on the, you know, run on the Steiger or whatever, you know, yeah. get on something and and show them, you know, how it goes, but but. I try to do it at home, you know, yeah. got a little yard and do some hand weeding and Garden. gardening and yeah. they like to be outside and, and goof off, you know. So um, you know, they they, they they walk around with their, their fake flip phone, you know, speaking Spanish as they say. Really? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm talking to the guys. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, they, they they act like dad, but it's it's okay. I mean, it's, they they're they're good though. Yeah. They're it's fun. That like this is the best age for I think dad there is gonna be, I think. That's before there's any yeah, they good still, fights. Yeah, they still like you at this point. They right? still, yeah, they still, lo- they still like me. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're done with, you know, mom has done her job and she had an excellent job. Now it's dad's turn to to take these little boys and try to try to make them grow up and be men. Respect, you know, everything that they do and, and the people they're around. So that's, that's what fun. I, that's what I, you know, when you reached out to me, um, uh, I get quite a few people will reach out. Hey, thank you for, you know, the podcast. We, we enjoyed it or hopefully they enjoyed it. Maybe a lot of people tell Cassandra they hate it or our team. That's fine. Whatever. I'm used to it. Kick me in the balls. But, you know, when you, you said You should have been I, in construction too. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. You know my dad, man. Uh, you know, I thought about you guys. Just I, I know what reputable people respect you guys are and you know, we, we talked in the beginning. I just think it's important. That's why I asked you about your kids and you're training them at home. And I'm sure sooner and later they'll be on the ranch with you. You know, when they're old enough, you don't got to run them home to mom if there's a big problem. But I think it's so important, you know, and kind of closing things out is the way you guys were raised, the way I was raised. It's a, it's, you can't, it's, it's not as easy to do that today. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I have a friend, Craig Arnold. I don't know if you know Arnold mm-hmm. Farms um, in Atwater. You know, him and I are trying, you know, him and I are the same age, and he's got kids our age, you know, same age. And Matt, you know, we all grew up together, 4-H in high school. And he's like, I, I got to spend more time with the kids because it's different, you know. We, the cows raised us, yeah. you know. We went out, and, and my dad wasn't next to us all the time. You can't yeah. do that anymore. No. You got social media. You have different influences. Uh a lot more electronic devices, distractions, you know, 
The world's not the same, even just a yeah, it's, short it's period of time. It's a little bit easier for me to bring like my boys out do some construction work. Yeah. yeah, it is like my oldest son Max. He can pour some mud. Like he can he can run a float. He, and he's eight, right? That's awesome. And then he can run the bobcat. And you got Evan who can climb some things, right? He's gonna be a great iron worker. This kid has no fear, right? And I just it's a little bit different with the farming now with the way things are right and the, and the dairies a lot of, a lot of, and a lot of and parts. the construction i could throw them out there you know i put them in a yellow vest and a hard hat and then tell them you know only every other word can be a cuss word yeah. you can't use every word as a cuss word so that's yeah so, so here's a good bit. story about about a five-year-old um with a really good perspective on life already so my youngest geo comes up to comes up to brie and i and, and, you know, with, with the whole school and COVID and everything going on, whatever, I don't think he's going to be my school student. My oldest is a br- brilliant. But my, my youngest, he says, hey, hey, mom, I, I don't need to go to school. Just teach me how to run Uncle Maddie's Bobcat and how to how to speak Spanish, and I'll 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 be okay. Dude, I swear God, to God, he's on to some right there. I go, I go you. you don't. I guess he's right. You guess you don't have to go to school to get me successful. He told me that. What yeah. the. What are you saying? He goes, yeah, serious is a heart attack. Just said, I, just te- I'll, I'll, I need to learn how to run Uncle Maddie's Bobcat, and I'll speak Spanish, and then I'll go to work. It's a big debate. It's a big debate in my house because I'm a big advocate for trade, right? Now education is important. My wife's a school teacher, and she's an amazing teacher. But I'm also a big advocate for teaching somebody how to use their hands, right? No, you're going to go change your own tire on your bike. I don't care if you can walk or not. You're going to go figure out how to do that. Right, because see, I was the yeah. guy who was good at negotiating with <laughs> making the guy <laughs> fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hadn't. I learned negotiating skills on how to get out of things. Yeah. We got all that in the Miguel yeah. family. Well, we got my brother John, John can negotiate. Yeah, anything. John, John. Yeah, you know, Ben. Ben had the green thumb. Yep. He grow anything, right? And then, and then they go to me like, "Hey, Matt, can you fix this?" Or you're probably I probably broke it in the first place and told them that they broke it. You know, type thing. So, so I guess it's just a a big challenge that. You know, if we could come out with something, not only what you guys have done and accomplished, but I guess at the end, you know, talking, we all had similar upbringings and which was fun. And now we're all fathers and now we're all in ag businesses that we all love tremendously. And how do we transition that and pass that torch on? You know, and I, I think that's a complicated matter at times, right? For all of us, but hopefully anybody who's listening, uh, knows what these guys have done, how they were raised, how they've busted their ass in different fields than they grew up in and have been very successful. And now they have sons that they're pushing to. Matt's already got his son out there. Ben's training his kids how to, you know, garden at home. And sure, they'll be on the farm with him sooner than later. And same with me. I, I get to take my son on Saturday, but it's not every day like I was raised just thrown out there. So... I guess it's a challenge to all of us and fathers to keep this going because it's special, right? We have, oh, yeah. We've had special lives. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've been, I mean, we've been, it's a gifted life to be raised in ag. Yep. You know, and these guys don't understand. It's a very gifted life. Like my, even my kids, you know, I don't have the dairy to bring them out to, but I have job sites on dairies to bring them yep. out to every day. It's just, it's a gifted life. I mean, no matter how hard it is, everybody can complain about, you know, the way life is, you know, how you have to go seven days a week and it never stops. But there's no better blessing than, you know, waking up every single day with either a roaster or a rooster or a cow or, 
you know, your mom hitting you with Shit, the broom to get outside. Yeah, hey, like, so we never had we never had friends that came over and visited. No, them nobody wanted to hang out. Our no house. one wanted to hang out because they had to get up and work. And we had to go wash the stalls in the morning. And and all my friends that came over one time, and then that was the last time they ever came over. So uh, <laughs> I yeah. I totally understand. Big Doug kicked my butt out of bed early. Actually, my mom did. Oh. Yeah, she would kick us out, and you're gone. You know. So, but guys, I want to thank the Migliazzo brothers here from the Ag Center. Um, you guys are special guys. I hope we can do this again. Here, where you guys are at in a while. Um, we appreciate what you guys do in this ag industry, Merced County, and all over. So cheers to you guys. Yeah. We call it the cheers. toast for a reason. Yeah. All right, guys. Cheers. Hey, thank you for having me. Brotherly love. So yeah. anyways, thank you guys. And the toast is out. <laughs>